0: If you are looking to design a life that truly sets your soul on fire and manifests more success and abundance, then you are in the right place. Hello, ladies, and welcome to a brand new episode. I hope you guys are all feeling as festive as I am at the time of recording this we are almost a couple of weeks into December. Um, I have actually had my tree up now since (laughs) mid-November so it has been Christmas in our house for a long while even to the point that I said to my husband I think I might be getting Christmas fatigue (laughs) and this was on like the 5th of December And he told me that I'd peaked too soon uh, because I'd been doing so many festive things, not just the decorations, but so many festive activities with the kids. Um, Yeah, I was starting to feel a bit of the festive fatigue, but no, I'm back on it again. Um, I think a big thing for us is being out here in Spain, the weather's typically really sunny. It's still pretty warm. We've had a few sort of cloudy days, but on the whole, It's gorgeous weather, so it really doesn't feel like Christmas for me. Even though they have lights and things up here and you know, there's lots of festive things in the shops, it's so different from the Christmases I remember growing up in the UK and it being cold and, I don't know, there's just something quite magical about Christmases in the UK that I really miss. So um, yeah, I get on board with all the festive action pretty early now (laughs) to compensate. But anyway, If you are interested in getting a little bit more of a glimpse into my life here in Spain, um, our life as a family, and um, just little snippets of what goes on behind the scenes of my business, and being a mother, and being an entrepreneur, and living in a different country, um, then I have relaunched my YouTube channel. Um, I say relaunched. I've just started creating videos again. (laughs) And what I thought I'm going to do is start to bring a little bit more of my lifestyle and behind-the-scenes stuff into those videos as well. So yes, if you are not following me or subscribed to my channel, you can find me on YouTube, Danny Watson. Click um, and you'll be able to find my channel there. But for the purpose though of this episode, what I want to dive into is how to Choose which project or goal or dream to pursue when you are full of ideas. So, this is a very relevant conversation for me because. I am somebody that has always got a gazillion different ideas of things that I want to do, of things that I want to do with the business, of what I want to do with my brand, of books I want to write, of you know, projects that I want to get involved in. And I love that ideas phase because I think we all do, because it feels exciting when something is new and it's kind of that feeling of hope of what could be and enthusiasm and excitement of what could be um, when it comes to that project. So you know, the newness of a project always feels exciting. And yeah, I think a lot of us suffer from this when we are filled with all of these ideas, especially when we're creatives or entrepreneurs and it's really knowing, okay, well, which is the best thing for me to pursue right now? So what I wanted to do is give you some of my guidance and what I felt has really helped for me. And to accompany this episode, I've actually created a free download. Um, So the link, you'll be able to find the link in the show notes, but you can basically go to wearetheclick.com forward slash podcast downloads. But that link is also linked in the show notes. Um, And you'll be able to download a workbook or a worksheet rather that will help you to identify the best project, dream or goal for you to focus on and pursue right now. So that's available to download. And then, um, yes, I'm hoping what I'm going to share within this episode will really sort of support that worksheet as well. So first things first, then let's just kind of get into this idea of like picking one thing or just kind of really narrowing down like one thing to sort of focus on and prioritise. The issue is it's, it's great to have lots of different things on the go. And, you know, many of us are very capable at spinning lots of different plates. But the issue is that when we start too many new things at once, nothing ever gets completed or it takes so long for things to get completed. So I almost liking, liken it to let's say you are on an island. We'll call that island Island A and you're trying to get to Island B. So you start to build a bridge and you start to build one bridge and you think you know what i'm going to start building a second bridge just in case the first bridge falls down so you start building a second bridge and you start making progress with that and you think you know what i'm going to build a bit of a bigger bridge you know a more impressive bridge so you start get to work getting to work on a third bridge and you've got all of these sort of partially completed bridges None of them are actually serving their purpose. None of them are actually getting you to your ultimate destination, which is Island B. And so, this is very much the same with starting various different projects. Sometimes we decide to start another one because we think our new idea is better, or we start to think, well, what if this idea doesn't work? So, I'm going to start this project as well. And we have all of these different projects on the go, and none of them really take off in the way that we want them to. Um, I think. A lot of things that happen. A lot of the time, what happens as well is we get into this place of overwhelm. Okay, so in the space of overwhelm, we often then end up doing nothing, um, and then you know we have this period where we were full of these ideas and full of enthusiasm, full of motivation, full of excitement, and then we just almost feel feel a little burned out by the whole process and end up doing none of those things. So. From my experience, it's better to do one or two things very well than try and give too much energy to too many different things and end up feeling depleted and not being able to follow those things through. So how do we decide them? Well, first things first, and I think this is a really good question to ask when it comes to manifesting anything you want in life, getting to a certain destination or manifesting a certain outcome or thing. Is what is the path of least resistance here? Or in other words, which of these things is actually going to be me that bring me the most joy? And what I mean here is which of the journeys is going to be bring me the most joy? Not necessarily the destination, but which of these journeys is going to bring me the most joy, the most fulfillment, the most happiness? Often we put the emphasis on I'll be happy when, so I'll be happy when I'm successful, or I'll be happy when I have X amount of money. And then when it comes to picking a project, we think about, well, this is what I'm going to do. This project is going to be the thing I'm going to focus on because I believe this is going to lead me to financial freedom. Yet the thing that we choose, the project that we choose, isn't necessarily the one that brings us the most joy. So I've seen this play out in a business capacity a number of times where somebody has had a certain desire. Let's say it's hitting a certain financial goal within their business. And then they've kind of been thinking about, well, I've got all of these different ideas of projects that I could potentially do to help my business grow. And they have chosen a project based upon the feeling that this is going to be the thing that's going to help me get to that goal. And it hasn't necessarily been the project that lights them up the most. So when we are choosing which project to focus on, it's thinking about what is going to be bring me the most joy as I go through the process of pursuing this project. You know, it's not just about that end destination. I think sometimes in our addiction to things, needing to feel like they're hard work or needing to feel like they're a struggle for us to feel like, okay, well, this thing is worthwhile worth worth my time or this thing is going to help me become more successful or help me create more money we often associate success and making money with hard work struggle and so when we're presented with a project or an idea and it feels easy it feels fun it feels creative we assume well I can't choose that project because that's not going to make me successful that's not going to make me wealthier But we need to remember, though, how important our own energetic frequency is when we are on the pursuit of our desires. And when we are caught up in projects or tasks or activities that really deplete us, that perhaps you know we really don't love and we're doing them because we think we should be doing them, or we're doing them because we think that's the only way to get to where we want to be. When we engage in those activities that really bring down our vibration, we're actually cutting ourselves off from our ultimate goal. And for most of us, our ultimate goal is to feel happy, feel content, feel f- fulfilled, But we can't get to that place if we are caught up in the things that really don't align with us, the activities that really don't align with us. And again, I've seen this play out so often in business where people get so stuck in the activities that really, you know, drain them or bring that down their vibration thinking, well, I've got to do this to get to where I want to be. And this doesn't need to be the case. When you prioritize joy, you are increasing your vibrational frequency. And we need to remember that that counts for far more than what action ever will. So yes, taking action is important, but it should never come at the cost of our own energetic frequency. And we need to also remember that we are going to be supported by the universe as well. So if we're taking action and it feels fun and it feels light and it feels easy and we're thinking, well, this isn't moving the needle forwards for me, remember that we are not on this path alone. We are co-creating this magic with the universe. So getting to our day destination, we're taking one step and it might be a light, fun, you know, happy step. You know, we're not struggling, we're not working hard, we're not burning ourselves out, we are just doing what we love and having fun along the way. And as we take that inspired action, the universe is going to do its part as well. It's going to show up and it's going to send you people, opportunities, things that support you in getting to that ultimate desire. Now, the second thing to remember is that silence brings clarity. It's often when we allow our minds to completely disconnect from our thoughts that we are going to hear the answers the loudest. So Often, when we are thinking about a decision, you know, which project to pursue, what, you know, things should I jump in on, it's our logical brain that is worrying around a million miles an hour. Maybe it's weighing up the pros and cons. Maybe it's kind of trying to figure out, well, what would the plan of action be if I chose this path? What would the plan of action be if I chose that path? And whilst there's certainly some benefit in, you know, listening to the pros and cons and allowing the logical mind to have some voice in the discussion, really what we want to be connecting to is our intuition and our higher self. Because when we are taking a decision from our gut, from our intuition, from our our higher self, we will more often than not go with the path that is most in alignment with where we're meant to be going. Okay, so this is where silence meditation is really going to give you clarity because the, the the voice here is not going to be that whirring monkey mind, which is often a fear-based response. Okay, we're often, you know, making decisions from a place of fear when we're listening to the mind, versus when we listen to our hearts, listen to our higher self, that's when we're making decisions from a place of love. Okay now this is something that may it may need to practice if you're not used to connecting with your intuition but meditation is often the best way to access it and often it's just that feeling of knowingness um, so a great exercise here whilst you're in meditation is let's say you've got two options one project and you know project A and project B and you can't decide which one to pursue first take a moment, present that question to your higher self, to the universe. You know, which should I go with? Project A or project B? And just start to pay attention to what your body is telling you, what sensations you feel. Is it the yes feeling? Does it feel expansive? Does one feel more constrictive? Does one make you feel a little bit more tense, a little bit more anxious? You know, you're really looking for where do I feel like, I would, if I was saying yes to this, I would be making a decision based upon love versus based upon fear. Now, the third thing is to pay attention to the signs from the universe. They are all around us. If we are, you know, opening our eyes to look for them. Okay, so maybe you decide to actually ask the universe for a specific sign or get the universe to send you some sign that symbols the decision you're making is the right one. So maybe there's kind of a few ways that you could do this. But one way would be to say to the universe, I have two options here of two different projects that I'm going to pursue. Um, Give me a sign, this sign, if it's project A. Give me that sign if it's project B. So you could give the universe a specific thing that it wants to show you if it's project A. And a specific thing that you want it to show you if it's project B. So for project A, it might be a a pink flamingo for project B, it might be an owl, you know, so you let the universe know these are my signs, start showing me some clues as to which I should be pursuing. Or you may just be a little bit more open and let the universe just give you those subtle signs itself. So maybe there are clues all around which kind of are nudging you towards your project A. So let's say I don't know. Let's say you were thinking about becoming a coach and all of a sudden you start to see lots of content online related to coaching. Maybe you're being shown different, you know, posts about becoming a coach or coach certifications and, you know, it feels like all of a sudden the floodgates have opened and all you're seeing everywhere is mm-hmm. content to do with coaching and that could be your subtle nudge from the universe that this is meant to be your path. So, again, it's just Deciding what you're wanting to look out for, or, you know, what you're wanting the universe to send you, and then just being open to receiving those little nudges. Sometimes when we are really confused about which project, You know, remember, again, it's co-creation. We don't need to have all of the answers. It doesn't always need to be our responsibility to make choices for our life. You know, we can invite the help from the universe. We can say, look, I'm feeling confused here. I'm feeling overwhelmed. Give me a sign. Give me some sort of clarity of what I should do next. Now, the fourth point is to be mindful of where you are acting from, duty versus desire. So what I mean by this is, where are you pursuing something because you feel like it's what you should be doing? Um, And again, I see this duty versus desire piece in business all the time, especially within the coaching industry, where people get swayed by what they see other people doing in the online space and think, well, they're doing that. They're being successful by doing that. Therefore, I should do this as well. Or it may be that you end up choosing a certain path because you feel like it's what's expected of you. Maybe it's thinking, well, people expect this from me, and I therefore want to, you know, match their expectations, um, which kind of ties in with this feeling of needing to be validated and accepted by others. Um, so maybe it's choosing a certain course within your business because your existing audience expect that from you. Maybe it's making a certain decision for your life to maybe buy a house or to do something else. Um, And let's say it's, you know, the difference between buying a house and actually spending all of your savings going on a round the world trip. Maybe your feelings of duty to say, well, I should be getting a house you know, I should be settling down. But your desire is saying actually, Fuck it. (laughs) Pardon my French. I would rather be gallivanting around the world and living my best life. So try and tune into what is really motivating you to pursue either one of your projects or any one of your projects. You know, what is the motivation there? Where is that coming from? Is it coming from this real burning passion that, you know, I would love to do this? I would find so much joy in you know, pursuing this project, the journey would feel enjoying and enjoyable. You know, I know this feels fun. It might be challenging, but I know I'd get a lot of fun from that. Or is it, I feel like I should be doing this. You know, I'm Getting that kind of FOMO because I see other people doing it or, you know, people expect this from me or, you know, I feel like this is what people want me to do. This is the thing that, you know, I feel like I should do for other people to make them happy. Really try and tune into what is the underlying sort of motivation there. Is it duty or is it desire? Now, my next point is to don't, don't make a choice based upon what feels the most familiar. Okay, so often when we're presented with a number of different things, you know, we're hardwired to gravitate to what feels familiar because that's what's safe. Um, and so often we avoid the things that are a little bit out of our comfort zone. We put those things off because, you know, they're not don't necessarily feel the most fun for us. Um, you know, they can feel quite scary, it can come with a lot of fear. But when we Make a choice on what feels the most familiar. We're often cutting ourselves off from amazing opportunities for growth and expansion. Now, I think a lot of this is tied in with this idea that we want to know it all, right? We want to kind of control what lies ahead. We're so afraid of the unknown, we want to be able to see the whole path. We want to know that, well, if I'm going to pursue this project this project feels super familiar to me. Maybe because you've done it before, you've done something similar before, you know the action steps to take. You kind of have some idea of what you could do and how that project is going to unfold. feels more familiar, therefore it feels like the thing you should be pursuing versus another project that maybe feels quite exciting. Maybe you kind of have this inkling that it would be really fun and you'd love to pursue this project, but you've no idea what to do. You've not really any clue about sort of what's involved in this project, what's the next steps, how that's going to unfold. There's lots of things that are in the unknown, which makes it feel uncomfortable, which makes it feel a little bit scary, and therefore you gravitate towards the thing that feels most familiar. But we need to remember that we don't need to have all the answers right now. A big part of manifesting is surrendering to that process, rather than trying to control every little detail because when we do that we cut ourselves off from magic we cut ourselves off from the magic of the universe remember we are co-creating with the universe so the universe is going to come along and it's going to support us and if we try and have every little detail figured out you know we think oh, okay this is step 1 this is step 2 you know we Lose the ability to have things unravel in a way that could be bigger and better than what we ever predicted. So, actually, sometimes going with the path that is the most unfamiliar gives us the biggest opportunity for finding magic along the way because we're a little bit more open minded. Okay, we're a little bit more like, well, let's just see what happens here. We have to go with the flow a little bit more because we don't have any other option. And what's going to happen is that as you start taking steps, you know, towards that project, the path is going to become clearer. Okay. So yes, you might not know everything right now, but take that step. And the next step will start to appear because the universe is going to be kind of giving you these little signs and these little nudges, and it's going to start supporting you in helping that project come to life. Okay. But you don't need to know it all right now. And then another thing, and I think this is really important, is that if you've got a multitude of different projects and passions and things that you want to pursue, choose one. But remember, it doesn't need to be an either or thing. You know, it's just because you are saying no to something right now doesn't mean that you're saying something no to something forever. So think of your projects as now things versus later things. And then maybe some of those things are just not meant for you at all. And that is okay as well. Elizabeth Gilbert talks about this in her book, um, Big Magic. Um, I think it's in that book actually. Um, and she talks about you know, these ideas coming to you and we have sort of these ideas that you know, come our way and they pop into our head and we think, yes, that feels so great. That feels so exciting. And just because you've had that idea, or that idea has been planted in your mind doesn't necessarily mean you're the one that needs to be, you know, the one to, to see it through. Not all ideas are necessarily meant for us. Maybe it's an idea that you pass on to somebody else. Maybe it's an idea that you just, you know, you appreciate from the sidelines and watch somebody else pursue that goal or pursue that passion. We can be a consumer of great ideas without necessarily needing to be the facilitator of great ideas. And I say this because I am so multi-passionate about so many different things and there has been so many times that I thought, I want to be involved in this and I want to, you know, get involved in this project. And actually, I'm perhaps not necessarily the best person to see that project through, but I can be, you know, an admirer of that project. So, you know, let's say for example, you know, I love watching these lifestyle vloggers on YouTube. And, you know, I do want to bring in more of my lifestyle into my YouTube, but certainly not to the extent that YouTubers do. And for a while I thought, well, maybe I could have like a completely separate channel where it was just a lifestyle channel and I was, you know, vlogging more and it was more of a daily thing. And I thought, you know what, that's a great idea, but actually I actually just love consuming the the videos of other people and I don't necessarily need to have this project for myself. The same was for, you know, yoga. I went and did, you know, a yoga teacher training course. And then I realized, actually, I don't want to be teaching yoga. I just love doing yoga. I don't need to be a yoga teacher. So remember, not all the ideas are meant for you. You can just be, you know, receiving the, the benefits of an idea. Now, as I mentioned earlier, to accompany this podcast, I've put together a worksheet for you, which will hopefully give you some clarity and guidance if you have got lots of projects that you want to pursue for the year ahead and you're trying to figure out which should I prioritize, you know, should I prioritize all, are some not meant for me? Hopefully this worksheet will give you that clarity. So the link is in the show notes, but you can also go to weotherclick.com/ forward slash Podcast downloads. So, I hope you got some value and wisdom from this episode today. I'm wishing you a wonderful week and I will catch you on the next episode. Bye, ladies. If you are wanting to build your own successful online coaching business, make sure to check out Freedom, Abundance and Impact, our free 10 day business and mindset course for coaches and aspiring coaches. To access, simply head to wearetheclick.com and click free course in the menu.